Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Three of the nightcap. It's a Friday for those on the East Coast, Sean. It is. That is Sean King, Super Bowl champ. I'm Tim Murray. Still Thursday night here. We're not. It's getting closer. Super Bowl 56 out in Los Angeles. Rams and Bengals line down to four. Great to talk to Derek Stevens. Get some of the inside information on where the money is pouring in. And talk more about Super Bowl 56 and a little thought on what happened today at the NBA trade deadline. We bring in Doug Kazarian. Daily wager on ESPN weekdays, and I imagine Doug, uh, plug away. Uh, what are you guys going to be doing Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, what we normally do a morning show. It's a little bit later in the morning, so it's going to be eight a.m. West Coast time, and just setting the table for the day. But we've been really setting the table all week, so a lot of good stuff going on. And just like all you guys, um, getting ready for you know the biggest sporting event of the year. Yeah, and it's, you know, with, with the offerings that are out there, Doug, when you look at this game, and you've probably talked about every prop bet uh, as you can in, in the time allotted uh, on your show, um, we just had Derek in, and he said the floodgates opened last night around 2 a.m. Eastern. He said wires were coming in, seven figures, and he said pretty much exclusively <laughs> on the Bengals, uh, which is rare. I mean, you know, you've Doug, you've been – uh, covering gambling, gambling yourself for a long, long time. And for a Super Bowl to be getting this much money on the dog is, is quite surprising. So what what are your feelings on this game? Do you think we have a live dog situation uh, heading into Sunday? Yeah, you know, I'm pretty torn. You know, we, as you know, we a lot of the times we have to give a prediction of final scores and stuff, and I'm so boring. I'm 24-20 Rams, so right on the number, <laughs> little stated under. I just, I don't see how, and I said this for the national championship game in college, like, I don't see how you can look at this and think there's like an edge, right? Like, I think the number's pretty tight. I just get a kick out of all these people wanting to load up a million dollars, but God forbid they ever do that on a week 13 game, right? I, I just, I don't see how there's edges here. Um, but, you know, when the game's played, maybe I'll be eating my words. I just, I think that. I'm worried that down the road we're going to be like, wait, why did we give Joe? Why was Joe Burrow catching over a field goal on a neutral field? He's that good where he could become, you know, top quarterback in the league, basically, and definitely maybe the top passer or pocket passer, but he's that dynamic. And there's tons of weapons for Cincinnati. I mean, they might have a better arsenal of weapons than the Rams do. The Rams have a few bigger names, but 
If Ozoma comes back, they're, they're pretty lethal. But I do think the Rams are the better team on paper, but it's one game, and I, I just don't feel like there's an edge on the side here. I agree. I just I agree with you completely, by the way, Doug. I think Joe Burrow is a generational talent. I think he's going to prove that on Sunday, and I think getting four and a half points, I, I took it earlier. It seems like the line's moving. Derek thinks it's going to go all the way down to three and a half, maybe even three by, by really? kickoff. But uh, there, here's some stats to back up, you know, because you, you go with the eye test, but you also like to see historically and then put context on the particular team. Burrow, since he's been with Cincinnati, is 13-2-1 against the spread whenever he's more than a two-and-a-half road dog. The Bengals under I, Zach. I think playing for the Bengals is kind of helping his, his case against the right spread. Like, if he played for, I don't want to just say a New Yorker, big market team, but what if he just played for like a solid fan base, right? Instead of the Bengals, right? What if he was just the Browns quarterback? I think he'd be, he'd be higher regarded. Right. I think it's just the franchise of the Bengals. He's getting no love. And I just think people are kind of forgetting how good he is. I'm actually shocked. He won comeback player of the year tonight. I thought there was no way he'd beat the star quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, but he, he certainly did. So, made, me, made me happy. Uh, Plus 160 in the bank there. Here we go. Good job, Joe Burrow. Good the, job, the, voters. The travesty tonight was some kind of way Mike Vrabel, who uh, Zach Taylor went to Tennessee and won against, won in the playoffs, Sean. NFL Coach of the Year, and Zach Taylor has the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Like I think they should wait on some of these awards. I know they say they're regular season awards, but what would it hurt to wait an extra month and give them after the playoffs have concluded. <laughs> Having said that, what do you think about this, that Doug Sean McVay has been awesome as a Rams coach on the road. Now I know, I think since he is the home team. home team, even though the Rams are playing in their home stadium, but at home in LA, since McVay took over, he's only 21, 20 and two against the spread. Well, I think it's, there's like a, um, you know, there's a tax you have to pay for a team like the Rams with the star power. And the McVeigh's even part of that star power. There's just a lot of allure and big names, and they've played in a tough uh, division, so you got to bring it every week to cover. And this is I'm talking about over the entire sample size, not just this year. So I, I think that that makes sense to me. I think McVeigh, I don't want to say overrated, but a little, little bit exaggerated. All the, you know, the, the just how like big of a wizard he is and things like that. Now I thought he did wonders with Goff, who I think stinks. So it's good to see Stafford upgrade. And coming to fruition, just take straight to the finals, excuse me, the Super Bowl the first year. So I, I love that. I, I think it's going to be a well-played game. I, I think, obviously, I know about the trenches, right? The Cincy O-line against the Rams D-line. That's obviously going to be a big factor. But, Sean, you know this better than I. It's, you know, you can chip. You can do all sorts of things there to counteract it. And, obviously, the Bengals have done that since giving up those nine sacks to the Titans in the first round. And, and, and it's, it's ironic, Doug. The rush doesn't bother Burrow. In that Tennessee game, when he was sacked nine times, he never blinked. He never, you know, got out of whack. I'm more interested in Hendrickson and that group putting pressure on Stafford because historically Stafford's been the one when he's under duress that has a tendency to fumble the ball and throw it into coverage. You're spot on because Dan Orlovsky today on NFL Live said if he's given two and a half seconds or more, he has the best QBR in the NFL. For uh, Stafford, right? So, as long as he has time, he's he's golden. We're talking to Doug Kazarian. Check him out. The Daily Wager weekdays on uh, on ESPN uh, at Doug ESPN on Twitter. Doug, prop bet wise, I mean that is the way the market has gone, and you know 
Uh, I remember you doing a story, I think even before you moved back out here, about just the, how the, uh, the evolution of the prop market. We were talking to Vinny Maiulo last night, and he joked. He goes, I remember when it was side total, and then we had, ooh, you could bet the second half, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, it has come uh, a long way. So, uh, is there a prop bet or two that has uh, been catching your eye uh, for the Super Bowl? Yeah, no, we should let people know it's the props represent more than 50% of the handle. And that's been the case for about a decade now. And it all started back in the day when all those NFC would just blow out the AFC every year. And they try to keep people's interest in order to do that. They had to come up with props, but you're right. It's the evolution since refrigerator Perry scored for the bears (laughs) against the Patriots. Uh, There's nothing I really love, like, you know, a a big, big long shot or anything like that. I am going to play a few exact scores, but, um, John Murray from the uh, Westgate was on my podcast today, and we, he gave me a. He said the Sharps have been betting Burrow over incompletion, eleven and a half. Hmm. Basically, they're going to put the ball in his hand. And he's going to swing it a lot, and incompletions are going to rack up. And I actually really like the idea of incompletions over instead of anything else. So I'm going to be betting that. I like Stafford over rushing attempts, two and a half and five and a half rushing yards. I just think, and Sean, you can speak to this. Like the playoffs are just different, man. So you get these guys who aren't traditional running quarterbacks. And they're more willing to take a hit and sacrifice their body. The analogy I've made is in the NBA, small fours don't play the four all, all regular season. That's 82 games. Their body can't take it. Like when Paul Pierce was on Brooklyn, right? He could play it in a series because he was willing to do that. So Stafford third and long got that first down against the Niners and didn't even slide after the first down. He took a hit. That's not happening in the regular season. So I just think, um, you know, these, these props, are formulated based on a bunch of stats, but it's a different animal in certain ways in the postseason than the regular season. So I think that's where the edges lie, and that's that's one I'm definitely circling is I'm going to be needing Stafford to run, and we might get some kneel downs at the end of the game too. And you're 100% right in adding the fact, Doug, that they have an extra week to prepare. I mean, they're even more detailed and locked in on tendencies. Uh, how much in-game wagering have you done do you presume to do on Sunday I have some guys that are pretty sharp that have large bank rolls who are going to bet x pregame and then hope that the team they bet with falls behind and go 3x and get a better money line number how much in-game betting you know do you anticipate personally and you think overall well in general about 95 percent of my action is in-game mm-hmm. so I, that's just what I feel comfortable with. It's what I understand the nuances of it all and the line moves or where they are in the yard line and all that. So I imagine I'll get pretty involved. There's a chance I'll be at the game. So that would be, that would be different than if I'm watching in Vegas. So that'll dictate it. But I think if I'm here in Vegas, I I think quite a bit um, for sure. For sure. So now are you with Kanye and AB in the $2 million? (laughs) (laughs) That's how Doug rolls, man. Big time. Actually, Doug's going to be the oh, surprise. Press credential. Yeah, Doug's going to be the surprise act with Mary J and yeah. uh, and yeah. uh, Eminem. You know, he's uh, he's going to call. Is out. <laughs> hey, Doug. Before we let you run, we got about a minute. Just your overall takeaway. You're a big NBA guy, big NBA better as well. Uh, the blockbuster trade hardened to Philadelphia. Simmons and Curry. Uh, they go to uh, Brooklyn. Your your big takeaway in in the final minute we have here uh, of the trade that went down today. Well, the NBA is in a healthy place. I mean, just a few years ago when Durant was on the Warriors, I think Golden State began the season as an odds-on favorite, so less than even money to win it all. And because of the best-of-seven format, it's a fairly predictable league. 
But that's not the case this year. You have two studs in the West with Golden State and Phoenix, and then you have now a balance of power in the East with the defending champs. You also have Miami, and then, of course, the two teams that were involved in the trade today. So I'm just psyched as an NBA fan because we don't know who's going to win the title, and we couldn't say that for a while. Yeah, and uh, the odds will reflect that, and you could potentially get some some juicy money. Hey, hey, Doug, as always, man, we appreciate, yeah, appreciate it. appreciate you, man. And we will uh, we'll be watching on Sunday uh, the Daily Wager. And my halftime act. And your halftime act, of course. We'll see him out yeah, there with thanks. Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> him and Mary J. Him, yeah. I can't say if he's going to be like singing Lose Yourself with Eminem or if he's going to be out there, forget about Dre. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. All right. Back to the Super Bowl. Some of our thoughts after this here on the Nightcap. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCasts wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Uh, a couple interesting props that I want to get to. Okay. Um, just kind of fire them away. I'm not saying we have to play them. Just kind of throw them out there. See what sticks. See if anything is uh, interesting. Some of the longer shots. I know you like you like those longer shots, right? Well, I mean, go big or go home, right? That's right. Isn't that the model? So let's take a look at some Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase bets. Uh, by the way, Cooper Cup, if you're wondering, did win Offensive Player of the Year today. Congrats. And Jamar Chase, ching, 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 as you would say, Mr. King, uh, he won Offensive, or sorry, he just won Rookie of the Year. Uh, so 14-1 to 1, uh, preseason. You know, it's funny. I say, what I say? Offensive, whatever. Offensive Rookie of the Year. We know what you're talking about. Yeah, Defensive Rookie of the Year was Micah Parsons. Um, no surprises so far. No, it's Except all. for Vrabel. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. We had the whole big conversation. I talked about Matt LaFleur. It's a travesty, though, man. It's a travesty, dude. 
I mean, are you going to – The Cincinnati Bengals haven't been in the Super Bowl since 1980. So, 10 years from now, we're going to look back and the coach that started 625-1 his first two years in Cincy in year three led the Bengals to the Super Bowl, beat Matt Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans, and Matt Vrabel – Mike. Mike Vrabel is the NFL Coach of the Year over Zach Taylor. That's ridiculous. By every metric, that's ridiculous. Well, when it's a when, when I get I know what you're gonna say. It's a regular season award. I get it. Derrick Henry, their best player, was lost for He was there for the playoff game. Okay. He was. Yeah, and, and his quarterback didn't give him the ball in the read option. Well, Mike Vrabel picked Tannehill. Well, Mike Tannehill uh he won with Ryan Tannehill. He went twelve. So they lost. They actually lost. It's a regular season. The NFL MVP and the NFL Coach of the Year, neither one of them won a playoff game. Yeah, and it it goes to show that Mike Vrabel did a pretty darn good job somehow keeping this boat afloat uh, when he lost Derrick Henry. You know what I'm saying. You can kind of – I hear what you're saying. You can pigeonhole it however you want over there. You're trying to change the rules. Sometimes the rules need to be changed. That's well, why they let's, let's go changed back. them. Let's go back to January 9th. Bengals, <clears throat> hell of a year, won the division, long shot, 10-7. Yeah, Tennessee was the number one Tennessee seed. Tennessee was 12-5, was the number one yeah. seed. Cool. I think you would have said, damn, Mike Vrabel, hell of a job. Didn't but, have Derrick Henry. A.J. Brown was hurt. So Julio let, Jones did nothing. Let me Ryan make, Tannehill sucks. Let me make a different argument then. <laughs> the reason why I think the playoffs should count for these awards because the regular season success and failure a lot of time is predicated on how tough your division and conference ends up being that particular year. This year, Tennessee's division, Indy kind of was off kilter. Houston wasn't any good. Jacksonville has the first pick in the draft, so that kind of plays into it. They also beat the Bills, the Chiefs, right, of the Of course Rams. they did some successful stuff. They lost to the Jets, too. You always throw that at me when I'm talking about the Bengals. Yeah, because the Titans aren't in the Super Bowl. <clears throat> I know, but I'm just saying, the guy won coach of the year in the year he lost to the Jets. I mean, are you going to move to Cincinnati? Is that, like, Are you trying to position yourself for like afternoon drive Well, in listen, listen. First of all, you have to understand, I'm a man of the people. <laughs> and when you're a man of the people, you go where the people where, lead you. Where, where do you go? And right the, now. Mr. Man of the People, where do you go listen, at man, 10 p.m.? I'm East? not going to let you try and you're the ridicule. You're the one who says, by the way, I, downgrade sent, I sent out a tweet last night. I was drinking a or glass. Or sabotage. I was drinking a glass of red wine. Me doing the good Lord's work. That's was, what I'm over here doing. I was drinking a glass of red wine at my house. Feet on the furniture. No, no. In every black household in America. By myself. Okay. You, you're not allowed to put your feet on your coffee table? Yeah, if you want your mama to slap you upside the head. You, your mama live with you? No. Well, Man. she raised me like that, so. You hey. don't put your feet. You. You come in to work. My feet sandals. are never, ever on the desk. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they're never on the you desk. You put your feet on the desk regularly. Not on air? No. You don't. But what Okay, you, so continue. But, but you were talking if, about drinking your but, red wine. I was, drinking, I was watching curling last night. Right. And uh, having a, a drink after the show. And what was your response? I said wealth. That's all I did. Hashtag wealth. <laughs> You talk about your elite cigar lounge. See, I just don't get why you have such a, a hard time handling compliments. I mean, look. Oh, that was a compliment? Yeah, a okay. gangly redhead kid from Bonneville, Maryland. The love of You God. know, that's made it to the big time. I mean, national television show, 
I was giving you your props. By the way, I just want to. So if so, and then you attack me. Hold on one sec. So when when you when someone asks you <laughs> right now, so if your friend called you up, right, uh-huh. and I said, "Hey, Sean, where are you living at these days?" What would you say? Vegas. No, you don't live in Vegas. Henderson. Oh, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Gotcha. You got all mad at me because I say D.C. You don't live in Vegas. You live in Henderson, Nevada. Right, and I'm okay. I'm comfortable saying but that. But you, I just asked you the question, and your your immediate reaction was, "I live in Las Vegas." I mean, which live, is what I would say too. Living in Henderson doesn't give me street cred. Like you were trying to get street. Who was hey, I'm from D.C. Who was I trying yeah, to get street I come, cred? I came from the mud, man. Yeah. I didn't say that, man. You from Bonneville, Maryland, somewhere, man. Come well, on, man. First off, what, it's not even any trash on the street there. What does that even mean? I don't know. What What is that? I don't even know what that means. I don't know. All I know. And then you tried to defend your. All I know. And then he did try to defend himself by saying, "Well, it's not like you're from Oxon Hill." Not D.C. Hey, listen. All I know is a once skinny kid from St. Pete has the best bet for this week, and it's Bengals plus the four and a half. And if you want to get on this train, as Derek Stevens just said, the money seems to be coming in by the truckload all on the Bengals. That number has dropped to four. At some places, three and a half. It's anticipated that it may even go lower. So if you like the Bengals, go ahead and make your wager now. Don't wait. Let me ask you just a quick question. Does the house usually win or lose? I'm just telling people if they like the Bengals, make the bet. I didn't get into all that. I'm just I'm just saying. Usually yeah. the house. Well, listen to there's, them. This it, it, is if, quite extravagant. So the great thing about four and a half and everybody that bet it, if you took the Rams minus four and a half or the Bengals plus four and a half, you're going to win or lose. So That's true. You cannot push. There's no push. <laughs> right. That is true. So, hey. All right. Let's get back to these, some of these long shot props. Um, and you're so funny. You see, you 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 start the segment with long shot props, and the first thing you say is Cooper Cup. I mean, what's his long shot prop? That he doesn't come out the the, the locker room for the second it's the half. First on the list, Sean. I'm looking at the list. I'm sorry. I you can't want me read. To, you want me to go down to the fourth? I Jamar can't. Chase, 150 yards and one or more touchdown. Ten. Now to we're talking. There you go. Now we're talking. God. See what I deal with every day, folks. You're so blessed. Yeah, that's some people call it that. All right. Can I read an order or do I need to no, you can go do, I, do I need to go Jamar Chase first just to protect your future no, you can go. employment go in Cincinnati as the afternoon drive host there? Um options, baby. Cooper Cup, 175 <laughs> yards receiving or more, one touchdown, nine to one. I don't like that bet. Why? You think Cooper Cup's going for over a buck seventy-five? So I think one of two things happens: it's a close game and he catches ten balls, or they're down and he catches twelve balls. Like I don't think there's any way that Cooper Cup doesn't have double-digit catches. Okay, I mean, so he, if he averages one hundred seventy-five yards, a whole so, lot of yards, right? But if he has one of those play-action crossing routes and he gets a a, a, a chunk 35, 40 yard play. You know, now on the other nine, he's only got an average about 10, 11 yards a catch, and I think that's doable. Of the three nine-to-one props out there that DraftKings has to offer, Cooper Cup, 175 yards and one touchdown. Chase and Cup, 175 yards each, 125 each. And Cup, 150 and two touches. Which of those do you like the most? None. I'm betting the Bengals. I don't 
want Cooper Cup to exceed any of these. But he most likely will. I think the two-touchdown prop is it's kind of random. You know, because, for instance, when Stafford threw the touchdown on the fade route to Odell Beckham, that actually was a play designed for Cooper Cup. But because of the defensive look, he took the one-on-one. So when you start talking multiple touchdowns into the prop, uh, you know, things have to break just right. Not only does the play call have to be four cup, but the defense has to do the right thing to allow that to happen. So if you're going to force me, I'd say Chase and Cup, 125 yard plus yards each. Is that that hard? But I hope Cup, I hope Cup, like, you know, I don't want him to get hurt, but I might have had to sit out a couple of series. Let's go Bengals. Yeah, he, he's on the Bengals, if, if you hadn't heard. But he's going to give no opinions on anything else. It's a nightcap here on VC. <laughs> This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Join our own Stormy Bonatoni tomorrow night at 6 p.m. here in Las Vegas for big game betting and beers at the South Point Casino in Vegas. Stormy, she'll be joined by our guys in the desert. Chris Andrews, Jimmy Ficaro, Vinny Maiulo for a fun informative look at betting this year's big game and stories from behind the book about all the action these legends have seen over the years. The event, it's free, folks, for everyone over 21. So stop on by the South Point tomorrow night, 6 p.m. You'll get free samples of bookmaker Blonde Ale, specials from Budweiser, can get Sign copies of Chris Andrews' book and learn from these bookmaking experts. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. What's up, Sean? What's up, brother? Oh, you were, you were giving your... I can tell out of my peripheral, when you give the hand, kind of, you, you like, you got something to say. Not at all. No? I just, no. Oh, it's, it's totally fine. You're, you know, the co-host of this show. You, you got something to say. Um, by the way, the Suns... Wow, Ben Fox. What did he tweet? Um, who's our vice president of digital content here at VEASAN, just tweeted out our first one million parlay is in. One million. I didn't think you could money line with a total. But he says one million on Bengals money line and under 48 and a half points at DraftKings Sportsbooks. They allow you to money line and, and parlay it with a total in the same game? Because I know generally the the books don't allow you to do that. I think when you're betting a million dollars, no matter what you're betting on, it needs to get approved. So This is a smart person. What was it? Bengals money line uh-huh. and under 40 and a half, 48. If I was going to do a million dollar parlay, I would take the points. If I was going to do a million dollar parlay, <clears throat> I just would stop right there and not do that. Well, obviously, this is someone of extreme, <laughs> extreme wealth. It's like so, I bet you they put their feet on the furniture. Well. Listen, if Miss Murray let you run around the house and just act any kind of way, you don't have any manners. And by the way, I was complimenting you when I wealth. I was trying to big up my co-host. Oh, okay. And then you attacked me. Then your little Twitter followers start attacking me no as well. No one attacked you. And then I have to go in snipe mode, you know? No one, no one gave you crap other than I did. Yeah. I thought my response was pretty good. 
was I, th- I think it was oh did your butler uh, at your elite cigar lounge uh, tweet that out for you hey <laughs> hey Jeeves tweet this out at my co-host while I'm smoking my stogie all right this is a fun prop DK DraftKings mm-hmm. first touchdown jersey number. So here's over, what I don't like about over you. Over under 23 and a half. Before I answer this, here's, you know how invested I am in Jamar Chase, and you just jump across all the, the all of the Jamar Chase props. That's okay. So DK has first touchdown jersey. No, let's go back. No, no, we'll stay there at, at 23 and a half. So explain this to me. So who will score the game's first touchdown? Over under their jersey number is 23 and a half. So – you can take I got if you, you take under, it would be Odell Beckham. I got you. Stafford, Cooper Cup. These Van are the Jefferson, only people you get though. Cam Cam Akers. Yeah. So well, if anyone, no, no, anyone. Okay. These are just the notable people. Okay, I got so you. So these are just the notable people. So if there's a pick six from a corner who has number twenty one, then you're good. So what we're pointing out is you do get a bunch of Rams under twenty three and a half for the first touchdown. Beckham, Stafford, Cup. Van Jefferson, Cam Akers. And then for the Bengals, of the notable folks, you just get Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, but that's a pretty good tandem to have when it comes to the game's first touchdown. You know, basing it off of the odds, Cooper Cup has got the shortest odds, I believe, to score the game's first touchdown. Then it's Cam Akers, uh, Jamar Chase not too far behind. Joe Mixon, you don't get him in this. If you like the under, here, here are the odds right here, right? Joe Mixon and Cam Akers are tied for the second shortest odds. So you wouldn't get Joe Mixon in the under. You get him in the over. But if you bet under, you get Cup, you get Akers, you get Chase, you get Beckham Jr. You get four of the first five, and you get both quarterbacks in case there's a quarterback sneak. You also get Van Jefferson. You don't get Henderson. Uh, you don't get Uzama. You don't get Blanton. You don't get Michelle. So I think you have to decide who do you think is going to score. Because if you think it's the Rams, then you have to take under this number because the majority of their guys that are most likely to score are under 23 and a half. If you think it's the Bengals, I mean, you're only really fading Jamar Chase. Right. I mean, in 20 games this year, Joe Burrow has two rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, the likelihood of of him running the ball, and not saying it can't happen, but it's highly unlikely. So then the only other Bengals skill guy, at least that's listed here, is, is Jamar Chase. So then you begin everyone else on the Bengals. So I think if you think you the Bengals score first, the first touchdown, then you have to go over the 23 and a half. If you think it's the Rams, then I'd probably go under. But you're also taking away Jamar Chase. And you love Jamar Chase in this game. I do, but just for this particular wager, that's the only person I am pretty much feel like I'm eliminating on the Bengals. I would presume when they get in the red zone, they're going to double Jamar Chase. Sure. Right, so that may lead Joe Burrow to throw the ball in a different direction. And it might lead Joe Burrow and the Bengals not to score. And I'm going to have enough on Jamar Chase so that if he, if I lose this bet because <laughs> he catches a touchdown, it enhances uh, uh, other areas. Well, you don't have to bet everything. I won't, and I'm not going to bet this, but you asked me the question, so I'm answering. I know, because we, we host a sports gambling show in which we have to talk for three hours. Well, did I not answer the question? I, I You did. Okay, then. But so, you, you, so what are you talking about? All right, let's get back to uh, – Jamar Chase and his uh, prolific nature. Do you just want to take all of these? So you'll take Chase, 150-plus receiving yards, one touchdown, 10-to-1. 
125 receiving yards, two touchdowns, 11 to one, Chase 175. You just want to go across the board, take all those? I'm pulling up something. Hold on. <laughs> Talk for a second. Um, by the way, I think. One, two. So Chase only has three games this year where he's had more than 150 yards receiving. Okay. Well, that's why. Right. That's, so, the, that's why you're getting crazy odds for this. Right. It's not like he's done that a lot. Now, he did have, what, over 203 touchdowns in the game. Pretty much he locked up Offensive Rookie of the Year. Thank you very much, Jamar Chase, 14-1. to one. He had two 200-yard games. Against Baltimore, he caught eight for 201 and a touch. And then against Kansas City, he caught 11 for 266 and three touches. And that was the regular season one. Right. Because against the Chiefs this past week, he had, what, 54? Yeah, he had six catches for 54 yards and a touchdown. But... He went over the 100-yard mark in both both the Tennessee and the Vegas game. So he's right there. Which one would you would intrigue you based on the odds you got? So we talked. About- I probably would just do the 175 plus receiving yards instead of 150 and a touch. Yeah, I just the touchdown thing is And is, that's the best and that's the yeah, biggest odds you get. Yeah. You get a the return touchdown of 15 thing to is, one. is 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 kind of it's tricky. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see him how I'm telling you. <laughs> In that championship game 19 Yep, Jalen Ramsey 221 Jalen yards. Ramsey was playing them. Two too. touchdowns. I'm just saying, in these kind of games, this young man has shown that he Can rises you stop to the occasion. Using the national championship as an example. Well, if it didn't include Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, I wouldn't. Yeah, they're in the Super Bowl because they're really, really good. They were in college two years ago. They were in a national championship game I because they're that. really, really good. I understand that, but they weren't playing the Rams or any NFL. I mean, they were playing Clemson, really good college team. You know, your entitlement is really ugly. Entitlement of what? Because you don't get to tell me how do I back up my opinions. <laughs> I, I'm tired of you. If I want to utilize a situation that at that the time was a national championship game, which is the equal of the Super Bowl at the collegiate level and the performance that these two I mean, how many times does the quarterback and the wide receiver from the national championship game also end up being the quarterback and the wide receiver in the Super Bowl? It doesn't happen that often. It doesn't. So everyone hasn't been listening to the show all week. Some people just tuning in. So they might have missed or forgot or not had time to think about that magical night for the LSU Tigers. And which the greatest college football team ever. uh, Miami Miami probably have a little bit to say about that. Arguably the greatest college football team ever. So which one do you like? I mean, you, you shot down everything that I like. What do you like? I didn't shoot down. You shot. You, what do you like you, you and did, why? You didn't allow me to talk about Cooper Cup because oh, I, 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 I know that you're betting the Bengals. I like the under uh, on first touchdown on the, on the jersey. I like under 23 and a half because you're getting Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I understand Joe Burrow's not likely going to score, but you're getting him just in case there's a sneak. And we get five of the most you know important people on the Los Angeles Rams, Acres, Jefferson Cup. I mean, once again, I think Kendall Blanton has a chance to score the game's first touchdown. I took a flyer on him at 18 to 1 to score the first touchdown, but right before we go to break. Yeah. Cooper Cup had three games where he had over 50 150 yards, none where he went over 200. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, look, they're long shots for a reason. That's why you're getting crazy at return. If I had to pick one, I'd say Chase and Cup 
over 125 each at nine to one. It's the nightcap here on Visa. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. You know that VSIN is the best place to get all of the betting insights for the big game. And right now, you can sign up and get our free big game betting guide, the digital guide. It gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit vcin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready. Biggest football betting action of the year. Top of the hour, Scott Seidenberg has you with the look ahead. I believe it will be his final look ahead for the Super Bowl. Thursday is his Friday. Well, I guess it is Friday for those watching on the East Coast. That's Sean King, Super Bowl champ. I'm Tim Murray. And spent a lot of time, rightfully so, on the Super Bowl. Uh, once again, just a reminder, Sean and I, if you're out and about, if you're coming to Vegas, if you live in Vegas, Sean and I will be at Stadium Swim. Yes, we out, will. Pre, post, and halftime. Say hello. Have our feet kicked up. Enjoying ourselves. Sean hoping for a Bengals Hoping. 97-3 to three victory. Just waiting on. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what's going to happen. So I'm just waiting on it to, to, you know, come to fruition. I thought you were Puckstradamus, not uh, Super Bowl Adamus. Yeah, I put Puckstradamus in the, uh, get Red. his oil changed in the morning. <laughs> I just want to mention this real quickly. Uh, we've got it's it's up in the right hand corner. Uh, the United States women's hockey team. They were a six and a half goal favorite, and they are currently tied in the third period. So I just thought I'd point that out. Remember what I told you the other night when we were watching them play Canada? Just from a skill standpoint, you know, being the hockey you know expert guru that I am, they don't seem overly talented. Like the Canadian team, the women's team. Oh, you mean the one that I bet on that night? Yeah, the yeah. way they skate, you know, the way they game. handle the puck. I'm making a point. Stop patting yourself on the back. Well, you were you were just. I mean, I'm just saying they you don't, were patting yourself. I'm, on the I'm, back. I'm telling. I'm saying this to say I'm not surprised that they're not covering this number. Uh, I'm surprised they're. I mean, I'm surprised they're tied. There's nobody in the world outside of Canada that can hold a candle to them, but apparently well, tonight they can. Looks like the check might have made some. 
Good pickups. Uh, Do, right. Does women's hockey have like a draft or something? Uh, like if I if, if a woman wanted to play women's they're, hockey, they were professional. They're professionally, yeah, they I got professionally. you. All right, let's uh, let's take a look at some of the college games on Friday. Not the uh, most overwhelming slate as Fridays tend to be, but there is a top twenty-five showdown in the Big East, and I think you and I are going to be in agreement on this one: UConn visiting Xavier. UConn coming off a very nice win at home against Marquette, covered the number, uh, covered the seven against the Golden Eagles, one eighty to seventy-two. They were wearing some throwbacks then. Facing Xavier, and this is a very important spot for Xavier. Not to say that they're on the bubble, mm-hmm. but you look at what has happened here for Xavier. They got off to a really impressive start in conference play, Sean. They've dropped now four of six. They lost a game at home to DePaul, which is just absolutely unacceptable last Saturday. They then go on the road. Uh, they were a four-point underdog. They cover but do not win. It's a one-point spread, essentially a pick game. Uh, I do think Xavier gets a little bit of revenge. Uh, I would play the the Musketeers here at home. I think this is a, a quite an important spot for Xavier at the Cintas Center. Always a tricky place to play, even though they did lose to DePaul uh, last weekend. But uh, I'll go with the men of the X. Uh, you know, I've been I've, I've I've not been in tune with Connecticut. When I when I back Connecticut, they let me down. When I go against them, <laughs> you know, they play like the national championship teams from a few years back. So I'm going to leave the game alone. But if I just looked at the line, I think the line is saying that Connecticut is live. Oh, I disagree. I think the public will be on UConn. Especially UConn, last time we saw them, one by eight. Xavier, back-to-back losses. Xavier's at home. Including DePaul. That's what I'm saying. I think this is is an interesting line. An important spot here uh, for the Musketeers. But I'll go Xavier. Uh, in this one. I know who's playing tomorrow. Who's that? Your favorite team. Davidson? St. Bonaventure. The Bonnies. The Bonnies. Oh, I'm off the Bonnies. Yeah, we are we broke up. Uh, I'm good. I don't know what's wrong with the Bonnies. Uh, they're on the road. They're a pretty significant road underdog going up against St. Louis tomorrow. Bonnies did get back in the win column earlier this week, beat Fordham, uh, covered against the Rams home. Uh, but you look back. Lost to Davidson, lost to Richmond. Uh, they've just been a really disappointing team this year. Um, Ken Palm has this as a St. Louis eight-point victory. Right now the line's sitting at five. I'm going to leave this game alone, Sean, because I still, you know, it's it's like when you break up with someone, you know, you want to move on, but there's still a part of you that thinks maybe we'll get back together. So I want to I keep them at distance, but... Okay. Kind of like the Bonnies here. So there catching are, the five. There are a couple, like hate games that I want to bet tomorrow. But Saint I don't want to do. By it. the way, has won six straight yeah, heading into this game. I don't, I don't want to do it for that reason, but like I want Fresno State to lose, so I really want to take Colorado <laughs> State. At some point, I'm just saying this, man. Look, Colorado State, and they're a really good team. They are. They're a fun team to they're. watch. But the one time we bet them, they let us down, man. Actually, it's more so Wyoming than it is Colorado State because Wyoming's just playing these close games after wow. close games and they're getting it done. Um, that's a pretty big number for Colorado State to be laying at home against Fresno State. Uh, these two teams, uh, who do Fresno State? Fresno State over the weekend, they lost to Wyoming. That's right. Uh, so, you know, since that Wyoming loss, they've, they've had a little time to, to rest. Um, 
But you like Colorado State in this one. Can I interest you uh, in some Broncos stock? A little late Boise night. State? Yeah. Laying the nine against UNLV. UNLV's been playing better. Really? Yeah. I think Kevin Kruger's actually got that team playing. You know, first-year coach, starting to play a little bit they better. They just lost at Utah State 75-90 two games ago. Yeah, Utah State's good. They lost at play. San Diego State 55-80. to you're jumping over the fact that they also went on the road to Fort Collins and smoked Colorado State. Right. But they, I think Boise is better. They beat Air Force State, uh, Air Force by 34. I just think I think UNLV is playing a little bit better. I'm not saying they're winning against gotcha. Boise State. Um, and they're on the road. It's a tricky place to play. Boise coming off of, um, you know, a comfortable win over San Jose State. So I, I, I hear you. You want to lay the points with Boise State? Yeah, I just was asking what you think. You, you're a little more. I like the Mountain West. I, I in tune with what's going on. I feel on. like the Mountain West has just been a, a a reason for my for my pain. One last game that intrigues me, and I think initially I would have liked liked it more. However, the Gales of Iona, the Fighting Rick Patinos, are coming off a loss. So if they were rolling into this game twelve and zero in conference play, I would have loved Siena here at home. It's going to be a great environment there. Uh, two rivals going head-to-head. These two teams played, and Siena got their butt whipped uh, in New Rochelle uh, a couple weeks back. Does that rivalry have, like, a name? I kind of like Siena here, uh, catching the nine or eight and a half. But, like I said, over the weekend, Iona lost their first conference game to Niagara. So I think they're going to be pretty juiced up for this one. So, ultimately, I'll probably pass. Nothing really jumping at me. Uh on Friday night. It's a light slate, uh, but I would probably lean towards Xavier at home as a short favorite. And yeah, that's probably it when it comes to the Friday night slate. By the way, there were seven NBA games on the slate tonight. How the favorites, favorites went five and two. <laughs> they went five and two. So if we had just blindly bet again, man, we'd be up three units. The favorites keep doing what the favorites do. By the way, Team USA just scored a goal. So there we go. USA is uh, taking the lead. I'm looking forward to, I know people aren't super into the Olympics, and that's totally understandable. It's Super Bowl weekend. We've got college basketball. We got the trade deadline uh, going on. I am very much looking forward to tomorrow night, especially because Banksy will be in here, freshly engaged, USA, Canada. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah, I just texted him, I better be in the wedding. What do you say? You respond? No. No. I think he's busy. Yeah. Because they're all up at Legacy Club. You going? You going to go up there? No. Thursday. It, that is today's day. We hang out here on Fridays. That is also yeah. true. All right. Get uh, back on my side of the world. Go have me a elite, high end Cuban. Yeah. You yeah. Do that. Mm-hmm. Have Jeeves tweet out for you some nasty things. Well, to I mean, co-host. if you're showing your feet to the world, then I might, you know, partake in a little back and forth with you. I like my feet. Yeah, they're in socks. 85 degrees last night. You got your fireplace on. Like, what's going on with this it's not guy? not a real fireplace. It's an insert. Does it get hot? It's for the look. No. Oh. It doesn't give off any heat. Oh. Aesthetically pleasing. Mm. All right. That's going to do Good it Good job, Miss Murray, because I know that didn't come from Tim. Thank you to uh, Stanford Steve, Brian Mitchell, Doug Kazarian, Dan, uh, Banksy. Congratulations. Thanks to Derek Stevens, Wilbo, For Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. Just one more show for the Super Bowl. 
Scott Seidenberg up next right here on the night on the on Visa. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.